don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in. Hot. Welcome back, my beautiful people, to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. It is your girl, Tierra Monique, and it is time to talk it up. We are coming in hot with episode 51 today. We still talking about your money. So let's get into this topic today. As you can see, the topic is marry your money. It's time to get serious about your money. And stop dating your money as if it does not matter. We're not casually dating our money anymore, people. It's time to take our money serious and our relationship with money serious. And it's time to commit to taking our money seriously. Okay, okay. So I hope you all are having a great and beautiful day today. It is beautiful in my neck of the woods. And um, actually, it's nighttime now. (laughs) But it's a little beautiful day. (laughs) I hope you all have been having a great day today. It is Tuesday, March the 16th, 2021. And um, like I said, we're coming in hot with episode 51, y'all. Hot, as you know, if you've been following me and if you have not, my moniker is hot, H-O-T-T, honest, open, transparent, together. I was inspired by Pastor Mike Todd when he had his analogy of hot. And I just added another T on it to that. And I said together. Because we got to do this together. We're not going to be able to live our lives alone and be successful. We have to do things together as a community, as a people, not just black people, but everyone. We need to do life together. Okay? All right. So, I hope, like I said, I hope everyone is having a great day. And before we go ahead and dive into this episode today, let's go ahead and pray. God, help us. To have a better relationship with the money that you have given us. Help us to be better managers. Help us not to live beyond our means. And help us to stick to our budget. Help us with impulse buying. Help us with procrastination. And we know that we can do all things through your son Jesus Christ. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright y'all. So we coming in hot today. With marry your money. And um, it's still Women's International Month where we celebrate women. Um, I am a woman. Every woman is all in me. You know, we are, we are each other's support system. It's better for us to build each other up than to tear each other down. And because it is Women's History Month or Women's International Month, Women's Day, International Day, or however you want to say it. We celebrating the women today, okay? Not just mothers, but everyone. So, I am still celebrating and I'm being very intentional about celebrating black history. So, with that being said, I put them two together and I'm celebrating black women in history, okay? So, it's called Black Women Legacy Moment Black women legacy moment. <laughs> I just made that up, y'all. I just made that up. Today's African-American woman that we are celebrating today in the Black Women Legacy Moment is Maggie Lena Walker. 
Maggie Lena Walker opened the St. Luke Penny Savings Bank in 1903, becoming the first African-American woman to open a chartered bank in the United States. Previous to this, Walker served the Independent Order of St. Luke, a civic and social organization that aided African-Americans in times of illness, old age, and death. With the benefit of Walker's public relations skills and business acumen, the struggling order eventually became successful, as with the order, Walker's bank continued to flourish through the 1920s. By 1924, the Penny Savings Bank had spread to other parts of Virginia and included more than 50,000 members. While other banks collapsed during the Great Depression, St. Luke's Penny Savings survived. The bank eventually consolidated with two other large banks and moved to downtown Richmond, where it is still in operation today. Maggie Lena Walker, we salute you. We thank you for being a pillar in the African American and the African American community, and also being a our Black Legacy Woman of the Week. We thank you, Maggie Lena Walker. All right. Now, let's get into this episode, y'all. It is now story time. Story time. Cue the music. Okay, so this story time, it it kind of goes with today's uh, financial series, Marry Your Money, but we'll see. <laughs> so over the weekend, um, I uh, I had a problem with my my um, my online banking app. So I was. Um, Usually when I go out, because I know whenever I set foot out the door and get in my car, there nine times out of 10 money is going to be spent. I I just know it. So I usually check my money, check the app before I, um, I go in the store just to make sure everything is good. Make sure the bills went through, make sure I'm not spending what I, what I'm not supposed to be spending. And, um, the day before I had changed my passwords to my, um, the app, the app password. Um, so I did that. So when I went to go and look in the app, I put my password in, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it didn't work. It said, try again. I did it again. It didn't work to try again. So I was like, what in the world? So instead of calling the bank and talking to someone and the tech support, department to reset my password I was like oh, I'm good I'll be all right I'm just gonna go in here and get what I need to get and come out well one day turned into two days turned into three days that I did not check my money now mind you whenever I swipe my card I get a notification from my bank telling me how much money I just spent and where I spent it but it does not update me on how much is left in my account. Now, I have been doing very good with my spending and I have not had any overdraft fees, none whatsoever. So I got, so I got back home. Well, what's today? Today's Tuesday. So Monday, I'm looking at my account. I finally call, I finally called the bank to reset because I'm thinking I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I knew how much money I had in there. I'm good. So I reset my password 
Then I'm, I'm finally able to go back on the app. I go to the app and I see what? Negative $35.94. And I'm like, what? What a minute wait. I thought I had this amount of money in there. And I thought wrong. So I had automatic payments coming out for certain bills. And I because I didn't check it, check my account, I forgot about an automatic payment that I set up. And that is what put me in the hole. And I spent more than I was supposed to spend because I wasn't sticking to my budget. So, the moral of the story is, you got to check your money. You can't procrastinate. You got to look at your money. If I had looked at my money to see what was in there to make sure everything came out, then I wouldn't have gone to the store and acted like I had millions in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been emo be uh I wouldn't have been excuse me y'all an emotional spender and that's what it is. Sometimes I can be an emotional spender. I can walk in the store and say, "Oh, I'm supposed to get this," but then they'll show me that something is on sale, knowing I do not need it, and I will pick up things. Oh, I'm not gonna get this for the, for my kids. I always excuse it. I'm just picking this up for the kids. Oh, the kids need this. They didn't need it. So check your money. Like I said the last episode, you got to check your money. You got to check your money like you check Instagram, like you check Facebook, like you check Snapchat and TikTok, like you checking for that guy who sent you that text message, like you're checking for that woman to send you that text message. You need to check your money. And because I didn't check my money for three days, I had an overdraft. So I had to transfer money from my other account into my checking account because I didn't check my money. Thank God I checked it in time and I didn't occur an overdraft fee. It was just my account was negative. So that is the moral of the story. Check your account. Don't be oblivious to what is in your money. I mean, what is in your account? (laughs) The money in your account. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode of um, marrying your budget when we come back from a word from our sponsor. All right. So I hope you got the information on how you can record your podcast. Um, and we're going to go ahead and get into this, y'all. Let's get into it. So I talked about in the last week's episode about how being broke made me rich. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to it. I highly recommend you to do so. And on one of my points, I said that you needed to have a $0 budget. But then I thought about it. Everybody doesn't know how to do a budget. Everybody doesn't know what's in a budget. So I am going to help you today on how to create your budget. Okay? Now, I'm going to say this now. I am not a financial expert. I did not have a business degree in finances or business I have a degree in my own life. (laughs) I watch YouTube videos. I follow financial experts and gurus and a lot of people. And I also know what I'm doing with my own stuff. So I am trying to help you while I'm helping myself. And it's better to pay it forward instead of keeping all of the nuggets to yourself. Right? Right. Okay. So first... Before you get a budget, okay, 
Number before four. you get a budget. Before you start your budget, you need to determine what you're going to use to create your budget. Are you going to use a um, an app, a digital app? Like um, there's apps out there. There's an app that I have called Everyday Dollar. And or if like many people, which I have the app and I have a budget planner. So you can't see me, but I am going to post a picture of my budget planner on Instagram after I post this um, podcast episode. And I have a budget planner. One of my good friends, she got me this planner from um, the local arts and crafts store. I think it was Michael's. Um, But you can go on Amazon and probably find a very good budget planner as well. But you want to make sure you have something. If you're you're good at a spreadsheet, get an Excel spreadsheet. Um, You can Google um, budget budget planner um, Excel spreadsheets and... 5,000, 100 of them will pop up and you can download the templates. There are many free ones. You can download it and you can start your own um, Excel spreadsheet if you want to do it that way as well. Um, I like to, even though I have the budget app, Everyday Dollar, I can be honest and say that I'm not really good at putting in the numbers in there. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to need help with that. So I'm so glad that my friend... She bought, she bought herself one and she bought me one and it's been really helping me track my spending. Okay. So what's in my, what's in a budget. Okay. So first I'm going to give you these categories. Okay. The categories, um, in the budget. So mine says month at a glance. Okay. So even if you don't have your planner yet or an app, you can write these things down. Okay. Um, month at a glance. Okay. So it has your starting balance. Okay, and so you have your main income, extra income, and total income. That's one column. Okay, that's just a, that's just the titles: main income, extra income, total income. Then next to it, you're gonna have a projected total, actual total, or total difference. Okay, so basically, it's having you write down what's your main income. So say for for whatever reason you you get, I mean, just hypothetical, you make three thousand dollars a month. Okay. So you'll write $3,000 in the main income projected total slot. And then if you make extra money on the side, like you have a side hustle, then you'll write that in there. And then you'll write the total of those two together. Then once you actually get paid, you'll write down what you actually get paid in the actual total column. Okay. And then... Um, once the end of month is up, then you can total out the difference, okay? So you have a projected total column, an actual total column, and a total difference. And then you have three rows, main income, extra income, and total income, okay? Now, here are some expenses that you that you may or may not um, utilize every month, okay? So these are different categories. You have your housing category. Now, each category is going to have... Um, Three roles, okay? Projected costs, so how much you expect to pay for this um, particular expense, which an actual cost, that's the next column, that's what you actually spent, and difference, that's the next column, which what what was actually um, the difference. So for say, 
say for whatever reason your rent is um your rent is always going to be the same unless you have extra money you're going to pay but what if your phone bill is different for whatever reason you have different so you project to pay forty dollars but then your actual cost of your cell phone bill ends up being $45. So the difference there would be $5. That's how you would do it. Or say you projected your cost to be $40 and your cell phone company gave you a credit. And so you actually spent $35. So then you would have a, um, a difference of $5, but it's a difference. Um, it's a positive difference, not a negative. Okay. So here are some um, different categories. You have housing, which can include your mortgage and your rent, your phone, your electricity. I say phone like your home phone. I know a lot of people don't have home phones, but some people do. Your electricity, your power bill, your gas bill. Like for here, we have Virginia Natural Gas. Um, your water and sewage, your cable bill, um, and your maintenance. And that's, for your, that's under housing. You'll have your transportation category, which includes your car or if you catch... Um, public transportation like a bus or a subway, um, a train. Then you have the fuel, the gas or whatever that you put in your car. Um, and then the maintenance of your car if you have a car. Insurance is a category. And under that is home, health, life, and car insurance. So all five of those you can put out. Now again, everybody is not going to have these categories or or even the subcategories. But it's just to, just to give you an idea that you have food, which is groceries and dining out okay then you have your uh, children category which can include medical bills clothing school tuition school supplies any dues and fees for your if your if your child's any kind of club or extracurricular activities um lunch money if they have that child care toys and games i would also put in there birthday parties because even though the world is starting to open back up and people will be going, be invited to birthday parties, whether you're a family or not. I know I just had a birthday party that I went to for my nephew and my sister. So under children, I would add birthday gifts because um, you're if you have children, you're going to be invited to a birthday party. Um, hopefully, um, social a social distancing <laughs> party. All right, then you have your taxes, taxes, federal, state, or property. If you pay those separately personal care category under that is your own medical for yourself clothing hair and nails don't forget about that hair and nails um under your personal care or you can either put and then you can also add what you think what you actually receive so you can add um massages um whatever your whatever your personal care is entertainment movies or outings i know a lot of people might not be going to movies right now but we are utilizing the streaming app. So you can put, um, you know, Netflix, Hulu, uh, HBO Max, Amazon Prime. Um, sorry, y'all. Somebody was calling me. I thought I had put on Do Not Disturb. I do not know how that person got through. Um, but anyway... So, um, then you have loans as a category, personal, student, credit card, and then you have your savings, investments category, which is retirement and savings, and then your miscellaneous. So, I put gifts under there, and I put ties under there, even though it's not miscellaneous, but I know that every, uh, twice a month, depending on how many paychecks I get in a month, I, I give my ties, 
So that is a month in a glance, okay? That sounds boring, but it's really um it's really important for you to um know at a glance what what's going out, what's what's projected to go out, then come back and see and then write in what you actually paid and the difference. That way you can track to see, okay, maybe I need to make an adjustment. Um I, I thought I paid this much and this but I actually don't. So let me make an adjustment to that projected cost and see if I can put that money somewhere else. You know, maybe you um, don't have enough in certain one area, but you have more in another area. You can just move your money around. That way you can see. That way everything should equal to zero because you want all of your money to have a place to go. You have to tell your money where to go, okay? So... That's what you want to do. You want to get a budget planner. You want to download a budget app. You want to log your spending, okay? And you want to tell your money where to go, okay? All right, so number two, number two. Once you create your budget, you want to follow your budget. Oh, and I forgot to say this. There's also a part in here. You want to get a, if you get a budget planner where you actually have to write things out, you want to get one that has an expense tracker log. If you don't, you can make one of your own. An expense tracker has um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight columns. Um, the first one is your date. Um, the second column is the amount that you spent. The third column column is a category or description box. Then the next five are small columns, and they basically say cash, credit, debit, need, and want. Okay, so those are five different columns and basically you're gonna you're gonna write down today so for, say for instance i went out today march 16th 2021 so i will write the date today's date under date and then i'd say i spent twenty dollars um and i'll write twenty dollars under amount and then under the category and description say i went to the pharmacy so i'll write down pharmacy and then i would mark which which way did i pay did i pay cash credit or debit so I would check the correct column for that. And then the, the last two columns, which is need or a want, I would check off. Was it a need or was it a want? That is very important when you are tracking your expenses because that way you can see how much how many things you're buying that are wants and how many things that you're buying that are needs. And I know that when I started doing this, I noticed that I was spending money based on what I need what I wanted and not based off what I needed. Okay? Okay, so that's that. And also, this planner has a pocket for receipts. So say, you know, some. I mean, you who's really at McDonald's, you swipe and then you go straight, you know, to your budget. No one's carrying their budget planner around if, you're, if you are a person who needs to write it down. If you're a person who has their um, app, then yes, you always have it. But most of the time, if you're like me, you're busy and you come back to it at the end of the day or once a week. So I save my receipts um, just to make sure that um, what I'm spending, uh, it matches what I, what I spent. And also, I also keep my receipts to just to double check um, what is going out in my bank account. Just to make sure that whatever I swiped in on the receipt matches what came out of my account online. Okay, okay. All right, so I said number two was once you create the budget, you need to follow the budget. Okay, so I know when I started my budget... I would write my expenses, I would write out 
my actual, my month at a glance. But then I wouldn't come back and look at it. <laughs> I would go, oh, this feels so good. I feel such so much like an adult. I'm writing all my expenses down. And then what happened? I didn't follow it. So I wrote the plan down, but I didn't follow it. And I noticed that the um, Bible says, you know, uh, the people without a the people without a plan perish. You know, people, if you don't have a plan, you perish. And basically, I take that as if you don't have a plan, then your life is going to crumble if you don't have a plan. Your fine if you don't have a financial plan, your finances will crumble. It will perish. It will go away. It will not exist. Okay, so you have to have a plan. And then you have to execute the plan. Okay, you have to act on it. So don't just create your budget and then walk away and then never come back to it until the end of the month. You need to be tracking your money every day or every other day, depending on how much you spend. If you are a spender every day, then at the end of the day, you should be taking time, 20 or 30 minutes, and sitting down and looking at your money and saying, okay, this is what I spent today. This is what I didn't. So it's, it's, it's good. Your plan is your vision to debt freedom. Okay? So your budget plan is your vision of debt freedom. How your debt freedom looks like. Okay? If your budget does not equal out to being debt free, then you need to redo your budget. Okay? Without a vision, the people perish. Okay? And you got to detox your spending. I, because I noticed that that's what I did. Once I, I take every if I if I don't go anywhere throughout the week, then I don't have no reason to look at it. But on the weekends, like I said, when I go out, I know I'm going to end up spending money. So on Sundays, I go through and I look at my money to see what I spent throughout the weekend, um, and I make time at the end of the day to make sure that all the bills that I have set up to go out go out. Okay, okay. So, the next thing you want to do is, like, I, uh, I just started talking about that. Number three, set a, a, um, a time each week to check up on your budget. Okay, so you want to track your spending. I say track your spending every day if you're spending every day. If not, take one day out of the week to track your spending. But um, to, like, go through a, a full a full haul of tracking your spending and looking at your, looking at your, at your money. Because you don't want your money to be an enemy. Okay, so yeah, set a day, t- day, a day um, each week, check up on your budget. It's the same thing. That's why I say marry your budget. When you're dating, you set a dime to see that person. When you get married, you make time for your significant other. You make time, you'll have date night. That's why the same thing you need to do with your finances. You need to set a time, carve out a time, and say, my money is valuable. The money that God gives me is valuable to me. It has a purpose. It's not for me to overspend to keep up with the Joneses, but it is to meet a meet a need. Your money is to meet a need, not to meet your wants. It can meet your wants when you're out of debt. <laughs> but when you're trying to set a budget to get out of debt, you want your money to meet the need, okay? And so you want to set a time and say, and, and when you set a time, you're telling yourself that I value the money that's coming in and I am responsible for the money that's, the money that's coming out. Okay. So you want to, this, this is how you marry your, marry 
your budget. Okay, you plan for it. Just like when you get married, you plan for it. Just like when you're dating, you you don't want to keep. When I say you don't want to keep dating your money, like I said in the beginning, basically when people casually date with no purpose, then the money goes. Then then anything can happen. You know, there's there's no there's no commitment. But when you're exclusively dating, when you're intentional, when you're on purpose, and then you end up marrying because you want to marry, then everything that you do has a meaning, has a purpose. Purpose. Every time you see each other, every time you all hang out, is to gather more information about that person, to learn with that person, to do all these things to that person. So you want to set a time for your budget. So let's go back over. You get a budget planner, okay? This is how I'm committing. This is how I'm marrying my budget. I'm gonna get a budget planner. I'm gonna log my spending, okay? I'm gonna be committed to it. Then two, I'm gonna create it, and I'm gonna follow it. I'm going to apply what I'm learning. I'm going to have a plan which equals my vision to be debt free, okay? Three, I'm gonna set a, a time each week to check up on my budget, to make sure that I'm not overspending, to make sure that I am having a zero budget and that all my money is going where it's supposed to. Money can either be your friend or it can be your enemy. You want it to be your friend, not your enemy, okay? Four, this is going to hurt people's feelings a little bit. Your tax refund is not... For new TV designer bags, TVs, or phones, okay? You only get your refund once, one time a, uh, a year. So you want that tax refund to last. You want it to pay some bills, and you want also to sustain your living expenses, especially if you're paycheck to paycheck. Now, if you're not paycheck to paycheck and you still get a, a refund, still... You don't want to use your tax refund to go and live lavishly. You want to still be responsible and you want to include your tax return in your budget for that month. I know whenever I used to get my tax refund, I would go splurge. Oh, I would splurge. I would buy everything. I One year I got my tax refund and we went to Walt Disney World. Knowing that I was in debt. Knowing that I had bills to pay. But I wanted to please my kids. And like I talked about last episode... Um, I wanted to give my kids everything that I didn't have, but by doing so, I was teaching my children that it's more important to live however you want to without being responsible for your money. So I would try to give them everything I didn't, I never had, but I was going broke at the same time. So you want to be responsible with your tax refund. You want to budget your tax refund in there. So you know you did your taxes. It told you you was getting that certain month, that amount of money coming back. You know it's going to take at least 10 to 21 days for you to get it. So that's within that one month. Or it may carry over into the next month. But no matter what, when you get that notification that that check has hit, whether it's your tax refund or the stimulus check, you want to add that money into your budget. Okay? And you can take that money to pay bills. You can take that money to add to your um, your emergency fund. If you don't have one, and you can take that money to um, to continue to, um, I want to say offset, but yeah, offset your living expenses. So it would be a smart thing for you to, if you're if you're able to, to take that money and pay two months of rent, 
you know, that way, okay, I don't have to worry about rent for the next two months because I use my tax refund and my stimulus check wisely. If you need a new car, go get a car, but why not take that money and try to buy a car with no payment? That way you're not, you know, you don't have to commit to paying a, a, a car note every month. You just have to maintain the maintenance on the car and the car insurance. And it keeps you away. It keeps you from having debt. It keeps you from accumulating debt, okay? It takes consistency to live a life of financial success, okay? It takes consistent effort, effort to live in financial success. And we want to live in financial success. I know this episode is not fun to listen to because woo, 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 I don't care about my budget. But let me tell you something. You do not want to be living paycheck to paycheck. You do not want to be always worrying about when my next bill gonna when my next where my where my money gonna come from, how my bills gonna be paid. As a Christian, how many times do you think God always wants to hear you crying about Him saving you because you made a mistake with your money, or God, I need you to make a way one more time? And God said, Wait a minute, I gave you the money. What did you do with it? It comes a point in time where we have to be responsible and accountable for the money that God gives us. It's up to us on how we decide we want to um, live. Do I want to live paycheck to paycheck or do I want to live without any kind of financial stress? Because paycheck to paycheck equals stress, which equals to no sleeping at night, no peace in your house or in your home, in your mind, and stress can cause medical problems so you can gain weight you can have a heart attack you can have a stroke blood pressure goes up all because you didn't take care of your finances when you're supposed to now those who are unemployed i'm not talking about you i'm not talking about you one because you didn't ask to be fired you didn't ask to be let go or to be given a pink slip and i am forever praying for you that God will bless you with another job or that you will get your job back with an increase in pay. I am talking to those who are, who are still blessed to have a job and who are blessed to get a stimulus check and who are blessed to get their taxes back. You want to be responsible for your money. Remember, you still have to live the rest of the year. You don't want to spend all your money at one time and then you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for the rest of the year. You still have living expenses for the rest of the year. You have to ask yourself, does this designer bag, does these shoes, does this 65-inch, 70-inch TV, is it more important than financial peace? Is it more important than living like no one else so you can live like no one else? Meaning you're going to use your money wisely so that when you're debt-free and you have financial peace, you can go and live like no one else. You can go on your vacations. You can go and buy those designer bags. You can go and buy the car you want and the home home you want debt-free because you don't have all this other extra debt hanging over your head. You don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul and Joe and Jack and John. You have financial peace. You have to discipline your mind, okay? Discipline your, your mind. To much is given, much is required. And if God has blessed you, thank God. If God has blessed you with a great stimulus check and a great 
uh, tax refund, then use your money wi wisely. Your refund should not be your refund should not be your get out of jail free card. Okay, it should not be your get out of jail free card. You should not be waiting for your refund check every year. I remember I was there. I was waiting for my refund check every year until one year I owed the IRS. I said, like, what am I going to do now? Because <laughs> you spend, 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 and then you're waiting for January 31st to hit so you can get your W-2 and you can start filing your taxes. And then after that money is gone within the first two months, after you get it, then you're back to the same cycle again. It's all about deciding what is important to me. What is my why? When you understand your why, and you and you are committed to your why then you can live a financially peaceful life okay and that's how you want to marry your budget marrying your budget requires commitment that's why a lot of people don't like the word marriage because it requires you to do what you didn't do when you were non-committal you have to commit to it you have to be consistent you have to check your budget every day if you need to until it gets in you where it's like drinking water, where it's like breathing air. You just do it. Okay? All right, so I'm going to go over it one more time. Okay? Get a budget planner. Download a budget app. Log your spending, your expenses, and tell your money where to go. Okay? Two, once you create the budget, follow the budget. Okay? Not only do you need to write your expenses down, but you also need to make sure that you are following the budget plan. Remember, your budget plan equals your vision of debt freedom, okay? I heard someone say today, was it today or yesterday? I think it was Anthony O'Neill. He said that there's a difference between a vision and a dream, okay? Your dream is what you hope for, what you want to do. Your vision is your timeline, it's your action plan, okay? So you can have a dream to have a home, but what's your vision to get there? Your vision is your action plan, okay? So your dream is to um, pay off your bills, but what's your vision to pay off your bills? What's your action plan, okay? What's your action plan, okay? So do that. Three, set a, set a day and time each week for you to check up on your budget to make sure you're not overspending. And then, and once you check your budget and you see where things need to change, change them. Don't say, oh, oh, well, there's that. No, if you notice that you're spending more money at the grocery store each week than you should, then change it. That's That's been my issue. I have a, a grocery list and still spend too much. That's why there's another option for you, and that is to have cash envelopes. So if you know that you have a problem with using your debit card at the grocery store because it's easy to swipe, you know you have the extra money in there, then you need to go ahead and have cash a cash envelope. Say, okay, I'm only going to spend $100 at the grocery store this week. I'm only going to have $100 in my cash envelope. And I, so that means I can't go over $97 because I have to account for the three dollar taxes okay okay so you want to do that and then four do not 
But don't forget to budget in your extra income. Whatever your extra income is, budget it in. Whether it's a gift, a birthday gift, whether it is a tax refund, a stimulus check, whether it is an inheritance, uh, whatever your extra money is, don't forget to add it to your budget so that you can see where it's going. Yes, it feels like free money, but it's not. Because when you are in debt, it's not free money. That money, that extra money can go towards a bill so that you can have free money to do whatever you want. So you can not only give to yourself, but you can also have the ability to give to yourself. Remember, it takes consistency, okay, to live a fi- to have a financial life and I'm sorry, to have a successful life in your finances, okay? It takes consistent effort to live a successful financial life, okay? Budgeting is like riding a bike. This is my podcast quote of the week. I'm going to go ahead and go into it. Budgeting is like riding a bike, okay? But first, you have to get on it. You know how people always say, oh, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. Yeah, but how do I not forget? I have to get on it. Yeah, I remember how to ride it, but I'm not going to ride it until I get on it. So that's how budgeting it is. Budgeting is once you get into the pace of checking on your money and being committed to your money and mirroring your budget, knowing that till death do you part with this budget, it is it has a purpose, and its purpose is to keep you out of debt, is to keep you overspending, is to keep you uh, financially disciplined and responsible, then every time you do it, it's like riding a bike. But it doesn't work until you do it. You can't ride a bike until you get on it. You can't have a successful budget plan your vision to get out of debt until you do it, until you apply it, until you check on your budget, until you have a planner, until you have a vision, until you don't overspend. Okay? Okay. (laughs) I hope this was good for you. I know it seems so boring. Let me tell you something. The things you don't want to hear are the things that you need to hear. Okay? I don't want to hear about money. Sometimes I have an anxiety about looking at my bank account. But that's because I grew up watching my family live paycheck to paycheck and so I have an anxiety sometimes of looking at my own account knowing that the money is there because for so long I was living paycheck to paycheck so don't be afraid of your money your money can be your friend if you use it wisely okay we're not supposed to love money over God absolutely not you're not supposed to love money you're not supposed to hustle for the love of money you're supposed to hustle for the love of financial peace. You want to have financial peace. You want to live, live, leave a financial legacy, a positive, successful financial legacy for your children. And even if you don't have children, you want to be a great example to the people around you, whether your family, your community, and your friends. Okay, okay. So thank you again for thank you again for um, tuning in to another episode of Talk It Up with Tierra Monique. I am your girl. Tierra Monique and I am so glad that you joined me today and I'm so glad that we are being hot together we are honest open and transparent about our money about our finances about everything okay and you can do it I believe in you I believe in myself mirror your budget get committed don't forget to reach out to me at talk it up with Tierra Monique at gmail.com at Instagram is talk it up with Tierra Monique my website is everything Monique.com and don't forget you can reach me again at talkitupwithtierramonique at gmail.com. Instagram, talkitupwithtierramonique. 
and on my website at Everything Tierra Monique. You can also follow me on Facebook. Kind of not there all the time, but I'm there. <laughs> okay, so thank you guys for listening to me today. Um, remember to seek God first in all you do. Be, be, be kind to other people and yourself. Love yourself and love other people. And until next time, Alexa, play. Big, I feel like pop. Super shot. Blip, blip, blip. We coming in hot. Hey, until next time, y'all. God bless and smooches. <laughs>